from the heart. Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Horror from the Heart. I'm Josh and today I'm going to just jump right into this. I wanted to talk about horror and literature. So when I'm talking about literature, I mean like just basically like a written word even if it's, you know, online or not. And it's really kind of neat because that's kind of how a lot of the horror stuff that we have nowadays actually got started was just through books or comics or just short stories that were put out there. And uh, we we got a lot of really good stuff from that. And it's helped to develop horror into the way that it is nowadays. And I always found it kind of interesting because there's a lot of different uh, a lot of different influence from literary areas that have uh, pushed forth on the horror market. Now, with horror and literature, I mean, that can be traced back to, like, way, 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 way back. And I'm pretty sure it started out as, like, spoken word stories, and then it became more, you know, imaginative, and people would write things down and actually have it mass-produced and things like that. Now, I mean, if it wasn't for these stories, we honestly wouldn't have the horror that we have today. And, I mean, even with horror in literature, there's a whole variety of different styles of horror that's out there as well. You know, so if you look at a lot of the different authors that were out there and are still out there, um, each one of them has their own kind of unique style. And there's some really good stories out there and some really cheesy stories out there. But that's also one of those ones that has kind of diversified into a lot of different markets as well. I mean, it used to be a lot of the horror books out there were more for, you know, older people, adults, you know, that type of thing. And um, it's transitioned from being more of an adult thing to an everybody kind of thing. And it's really cool that it's actually done that because it's actually taking that genre and expanded it so, so, so much, you know, and I know like the movies ended up picking that kind of stuff up a little bit later, but it did that kind of thing way back in the day compared to how it is now. And, and it's one of those ones that has diversified itself into different genres a lot more uh, than I would say the movies even did, you know, because of the way they certain things were written and the way it can be stylized. So if we took the time to actually look at the different types of horror literature that's out there, um, you do have like dramatic ones that are out there. You do have your cosmic horror. So if you get into like HP Lovecraft type of thing, it's more what they would call cosmic horror in a lot of different ways where it's interdimensional type of stuff. So it kind of blends a little bit of the sci-fi stuff that's there. But then you take somebody like Stephen King, and he's got a variety of different style, honestly. Uh, he's done semi-kind of creature-feature type of stuff with just literature in itself to really kind of thought-provoking type of, uh, I'd say, you know, nuanced horror in a way. You know, because some of it is very kind of thought-provoking in its own little way, in its weird, weird way. But then you also have actual children's stuff that's out there that's it's horror stuff that's made for kids made for young adults because it has expanded so much and gone into so many different corners that it's even gone that far you know this is one of those ones where 
as I was saying, like movies, you transition into a lot of different areas and things like that. I mean, there's even kids stuff that's in the movies and stuff like that, but it started with doing horror for kids and young adults and things like that. But because of that, we get a lot of the different styles that we have. Look at in the like Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe was one of those ones where he had that kind of thought-provoking kind of writing where you had to think about it in certain ways on some of his stuff. Some of it was just very uh, kind of blunt in certain ways as well, you know, like uh, the Telltale Heart. You knew exactly what was going on, but it was it was gripping and it was thrilling because of how it was written. And then you go to somebody like Anne Rice, and she does her creature feature type of stuff with uh, the vampire Lestat, and which is a great series, honestly. If you get the chance to read that, you ought to check it out. To the birth of some of the classic creatures that we do have. Look at Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker did, you know, Dracula, and it was a variation on the tale of Vlad Tepish from Wallachia. And it go over to Mary Shelley as well, who was creator of Frankenstein's monster and Frankenstein the mad scientist. And and for the time being at that point, you know, it was very very interesting because she was one of the very first female authors that were out there. And we have a lot of great female writers that are out there and we have a lot of great guy writers that are out there too. I'm not here to wage side one way or the other or anything like that, but it was very profound because of the fact that she was a uh, female who was writing this type of literature that was out there. But then you take the literature that's out there too and you go into stuff like the comic books and you have somebody like uh, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman does like Sandman and he had some really, really good stuff as far as delving into the horror area. Now, some people may not consider it horror, but there's certain aspects that are very, very horrific with how he does his stuff. And it's really interesting the way a lot of these people in their influence has pushed the market one way or the other. So going back onto like the kids stuff, you had R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein was one of the first ones out there to start writing, you know, young adult uh, kid type of horror that was out there. And I remember reading some of those books whenever I was a kid and they were freaky. I mean, they were absolutely freaky, but they were good and gripping at the time. Honestly, I haven't read one of those recently, so I couldn't tell you if any of those are still any good as they used to be. Uh, for, for all I know, they might be super cheesy. I'll have to pick one of those ones up and try and read through it again. But at the time, it was really good. And then you had Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which that one had a movie released not too long ago, which I'm honestly surprised it took that long to do that. But at the time, those were a couple of the ones that were out there that were really good as far as kids and stuff like that. And then you get into other authors that are out there, such as like Clive Barker. And I know a lot of people probably recognize like Hellraiser, the movies and things like that, but it actually started out with like the Hellbound Heart and some of the different literature that he had put out there in his stories and things like that, you know, like uh, Midian, uh, which Nightbreed was based off of. But he had a really, really kind of interesting way with how he did his storytelling because it wasn't just a straightforward, hey, this is what it is and this is how it's going type of thing. There was a lot of psychological stuff that you had to delve into when you read through his work. But it was very good and very profound in its own little way. Which would bring us back to 
another profound author that was out there was H.P. Lovecraft. And a lot of people recognize H.P. Lovecraft or they recognize a lot of the creatures that he has created. Like he created the ancient ones such as Cthulhu or Nyarlathep. And he had a lot of interesting stories. Or if one of my favorites, I'll, I'll straight out say it, one of my favorites that he ever did was Pikmin's model. I love the way that story goes. But he was one of those ones that was never really straightforward with how he did. And a lot of it was left to a psychological standpoint of yourself. Like the cutaways that they did in a lot of the movies. This writing was kind of like the same thing. Where there are certain areas where you had to imagine it yourself. And you were able to create all sorts of nasty little horrors in your head. More so than if it was just blatantly put out there for you. Then if you go into somebody like Anne Rice. Anne Rice did the Lestat series and the Vampire Lestat. But there was a romanticism to it, too. So, whereas the movies don't really blend a lot of horror and romance and things like that, literary stuff tends to do certain things in there. There's romance stories within a lot of these kind of things. I'm not saying it's all over the place or anything like that in any kind of way, but she was one of those ones that kind of romanticized the way vampires were. And with his story in particular, you know, it was it was deep, very, very deep as far as her actually getting into how he was rather than taking the approach of all the innocent people over here. It was more from his perspective on things on on far as like his story, because it was his story, basically. But I honestly think that. There's a lot of good horror writing that's out there. I mean, you have all of that as far as, you know, printed out material and things like that. And then it's developed into other things, too, where it's online. Uh, I'm pretty sure the majority of you guys, if, I mean, if you're not into horror, you probably, you know, you may not have heard of it. I'm not going to say probably. You may not have heard of it. But if you do get into horror, I'm pretty sure you've heard the term creepypasta. And that's just, it's a different type of literature, but it's online and a lot of them were made for like the, the young adult kind of kid stuff in mind. But some of the stories that were out there were very uh, thought provoking in a lot of different ways too. And there's a lot of good writing and you can actually go and find new creepy pastas continuously online, go to Reddit or, you know, just look up creepy pastas in general. And I'm pretty sure you can find things that are out there. And, you know, there's a lot of good literary stuff that's out there as well that's actually printed out. Uh, one of the authors that I actually liked checking into uh, his series was Brian Keene. Uh, he did The Rising and City of the Dead, and it was the Rising series. Uh, I don't think I got to read any of the other books if there were any book, other books, because the way City of the Dead ended was... Uh, kind of definitive in a lot of ways I'd say I'm not going to spoil anything but it was definitely definitive in its own little way but it comes into that other little area of my curiosity of you know who's one of your favorite horror authors out there and what is it about the literature that you actually enjoy you know also is that something where you would prefer to read a narrative from a book or go watch a movie or a tv show or something like that or a radio drama kind of thing. Um, if you get the chance, you know, let me know. I'm actually really kind of curious about that. And uh, that's what it's going to be for this episode. And I hope to see you guys in the next one.
If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below. Um, leave a like to the video if you do like it. If you're listening to this on a podcast, um, leave me a review. I'm kind of interested in that as well. And you can follow me at horrorfth on Twitter. See you guys next time.